Check, check. Mic check. Fly racing. A Pulp MX Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by Get Maxis and Pro Taper live noon Pacific. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. The Triple Crown at Atlanta is in our rearview mirror, and Daytona, as Chad Reed would call it, is coming up this weekend. The legendary Speedway of Daytona is coming up, and uh, we'll take your calls at 702 586 7857 to talk about uh, that and much more here on the show. Some news, Christian Craig got a fill-in uh, ride with Honda. Well, it's now a permanent ride for the rest of Supercross on the 450 bike. Cedric Subaros, we're hearing, is filling in for Matt Bichelia on Team uh, Nut Up 100 Suzuki. And uh, much more to talk about with Jason Thomas and Paul Parabinos on the show. First up, though, thanks to Fly Racing for making this happen. We are giving away, it's a big deal here, we're giving away a 2018 and a half Kinetic Mesh Fly Racing set of gear. It's going to be released this weekend in Daytona. So very, very new, very, very hot. We don't even have a photo of it yet. But we're going to give a set of that away on the show today just to a lucky caller. Also, too, uh, thanks to Fly Racing, Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Seven Deuce Deuce, Zach Osborne, all running Fly Racing out there right now. Osborne leading the points, of course, wearing Fly. Uh, the F2 Carbon Helmet, exactly the same helmet that you can buy uh, from a dealer that, that these guys are wearing, like Pike, Seven Deuce Deuce, Baggett, Benny Blossom, much more. FlyRacing.com. Please check them out. Also, too, Maxis Tires. Jeremy McGrath is developing the MXST tire that is coming out very soon from these folks. Maxis.com. You know that Maxis delivers the best tires for your bike. But did you know that Maxxis also offers high-quality tires for your car, light truck, trailer, ATV, mountain bike, and much more? Maxxis tires will let you hook up, pull the holy, beat the competition in any terrain or conditions. Just ask McGrath. We're going to have him on soon. We've been missing each other. Jeremy McGrath will be on the show to take your Supercross questions somewhere down the road. Also, to get, get, get. The uh, little works part for your production machine. It's that little orange box on the front fender of Cooper Webb's bike, Justin Barsher's bike as well. Destroy the start, get the whole shot. The new launch control system developed by Get Engineers together with top teams all over the world. The LCGPA. It's a technology that made Get Riders world champions. It's finally available to you people. Yeah, that's right. And also, too, thanks to ProTaper for coming on. Geico Honda, JGR Suzuki, Rockstar Husky, all using ProTaper drive components, uh, handlebars, sprockets. You'd be surprised all the stuff they've got. Their micro bar, their sport line that just got released from the folks at ProTaper. ProTaper.com. From Bradshaw to Jason Anderson, ProTaper has been there and been relied on for great products. Uh, thanks to those guys for all coming on the show. 702-586-7857. You got a question about Atlanta Triple Crown? You got a question about Daytona? Whatever you want, man. Oh, by the way, I'm Steve Mathis. With me... Producing the show, holding things down, taking your calls, running everything. The Tits Legendary. Hi, Steve. What's up? Oh, you know. <laughs> you sound so excited. <laughs> yeah. Very excited. Um, all right. Uh, what do you think of the Triple Crown? Much better. Um, you still trying to put that on hold? Very there you good. go. Uh, don't talk better. back to me like that. I know how my phone system works. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, you're distracting me. So uh, I liked it very much. Yeah. Um, very exciting. I me, I watched it late, so oh. I was able to fast forward through everything. So I can't comment about how I was just going to ask you I, I because it. I was at A2 personally. How, so. how did you watch the thing live on the internet? Because I didn't think that was possible. 
Guess who's a nerd guy? Guess who's a nerd guy? Oh, okay. Guess who has a VPN? <laughs> Do you know what that is? You know what a I, VPN I, is? I use a VPN well, in, I got in a, quotation marks. I got a yes. VPN. Uh-huh. So and you so, pretend like you were outside of the United yeah. States. Suck it, Feld. And did you pay for it? Yeah, I had did? to pay for it. Oh, okay. No, I, I had to pay for it. Yeah. So maybe that's not really suck it then, Feld. Yeah, but you <laughs> suck know, it. I gave you some money. Yeah, suck it. I gave you money. But suck it. I fooled you. Yeah, I got a VPN. A VPN in quotations. Yes, I love it. Okay. So that's how I watched it. So I had one laptop on that. Uh-huh. I had the, uh, the the Apple TV on with the with the internet uh-huh. with the scoring live uh-huh. timing, and I had another laptop open for fantasy. Oh man, you were it was hundred percent legit. Look at you. All right, well uh, we're coming up with Jason Thomas here shortly to uh, maybe give us a preview of this. Um, of this, uh, the gear that's being relaunched. So um, it should be fun. Um, also, too, Pulp Mix Fantasy, play it. Thank you. We're going to give Tits some shit here right away about things that uh, that happened with him. Uh, you like the old Daytona or you like the new Daytona? Is the new Daytona been new for so long that you people don't remember? You know what I mean? I'm old. I've been around. Um, so I remember how it used to be. But maybe some of you people don't even remember that or think about that. I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. New Daytona, old Daytona. What do you like? 702-586-7857. Got a few phone lines open. First up is uh, is Five Star. What's up, Five Star? Yeah. Hey, um, does Blake Wharton's recent switch here change your opinion um, about how his season's going to go? No. Well, I mean, I think he'll be five to ten to seven to twelve, right? Don't you? I I think so. He's really fun to watch and he's super smooth. But I don't know if he's gonna. I mean, this is a different bike than what he was gonna ride, right? Yeah, he was riding a Husky, and now he's gonna ride a Yamaha for IB Corp. I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, it's tough when you step away when you miss that much time. It is tough to jump in and, and just run the pace. Blake's certainly talented as, as as all as anybody, but I don't know, man. Absolutely. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Also, uh, do you think Justin Hill, when he gets on a 450, he uh, relating to his crash last week, do you think he gets a little bit ahead of himself and kind of thinks he's invincible a bit? Uh, I don't know. Confidence is a big part of any kind of rider's game plan, and he had it in Tampa, man. He really had it. But now he, he broke a toe, so he's going to be out for a little while. He is not scared. No, he is not scared. No, not at all. He was sending that jump that claimed him in Atlanta, and not too many other people were. So it was a, it was yeah. a good job by Justin Hill, you hate to see another dude get hurt, but uh, yeah. So exactly. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, next up on the show from FlyRacing.com, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? What's happening? How are you guys? Who authorized us to give the 2018 and a half kinetic mesh stuff out? Like, is this? Are we? Uh, well, know? I mean, we're going live with it. We're pre- we're selling it as of today. We just don't quite have it yet in the warehouse. So I just oh. want to. Get that out there up front. Wow, yeah, no, It'd be a couple of weeks. Whoever wins this gear, but um, it's 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 really nice that we're given a chance to give it away. Tits is yeah, and, and stuff excited. like this, like whether it's rider support or show or something like this, they don't necessarily get top priority. So we're gonna fill our dealer orders and all that stuff first, and then we'll get it to you. It's just kind of how it always goes. That's bullshit. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, agree. Flyracing.com, please check them out. Uh, so will everybody be in this gear this weekend that you know of, and most people? Um, like yeah, I mean, and... pretty much. Yeah, pretty okay. much everybody, the main guys, yeah. I mean, with right. the, the idea is to get it out there as much as you can. Yeah, for sure. So please, everybody, check it out. We're going to give the set away uh, this weekend. JT, uh, talking about Pulp Fantasy, Tits picked a guy who wasn't even there. So Tits is one of those guys that didn't have eight people in the main event. Wow. What's wrong with you? <laughs> he Pete, picked, come on. John Ames. He picked John Ames. I could have sworn oh, I saw no. him on the thing and he had the highest uh, yeah. handicap. I thought I was freaking money, and apparently that was not the case. Oh, there was, you, were, you ended up being the highest. You were the highest of anyone. Yeah, for picking John Ames. <laughs> um, so, yeah, not uh, not good, uh, Tits, but uh, that's okay. That's that's terrible. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it, it really is. Um, why are you taunting Kiefer uh, on our text? Why are you doing that? I would JT? never do such a thing. You're totally taunting him. Don't <laughs> I'm do an that. Enabler. Do not do that to him. Like he is why? Because he can't handle that. He <laughs> cannot handle that. Like so. And for everybody who wants to know, JT, just in a, in a joking manner, texted myself and Kiefer. I don't care, but he said Kiefer. I'm looking at 2019 gear right now, and then just that's it. That's all. And Kiefer is just hitting him up with, let me see, let me see, uh, heart emojis, emojis with hearts in the eyes. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm, we were, uh, Cole and I were building the mannequins in, in all of our stuff for our pre-book meetings. And so I had to get literally everything we have and get it all ready because um, they're actually doing it while I'm in Daytona next week. Uh, so, yeah, I had it all laid out. I just I couldn't help myself. That, that, is, that is way too good of an opportunity to hit Keith. He is, dude, he's dying right now. He's checking his phone every 30 seconds. He's not getting anything. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I will have to weed him off. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Send him a picture like that. He, he, there's nobody who loves gear more than that man <laughs> right there. There's nobody. Um, all right. Hey, okay. So, Daytona. Uh, all right, JT. So, Honda was a sponsor of Daytona for, I think, 30 years, somebody told me. I don't, I, don't, yep. I don't know for sure, but I think they were. Um, so, they're out. Monster's now the title sponsor. There's the main is 20 minutes, not 20 laps, and the steel grates are making an appearance at Daytona, from what I hear. Uh, this thing is turning into another round of failed Supercross, and I'm, I'm not saying this uh, complaining at all, just things change, and Daytona is moving that way. Yeah, I, I think, you know, in the next few years, we're going to see it more and more like a normal Supercross. I think that's what Feld wants to do. I think Daytona International Speedway is open to uh, transforming a little bit to make it more of the series. Uh, because right now, it's kind of the outlier. You know, you, totally different staff, totally different track, totally different people, totally different everything. So I don't know that that necessarily works long term. I think there are just too many, too many contracts and sponsorships that don't line up. And I think, you know, I think there are enough smart people involved that they're going to figure it out. But I think you're going to see it turn into more of the norm and, and kind of fit in versus fitting out. Yeah, definitely something different for sure. Um, do you, and I ask this question every Daytona, so you already know what, what's coming. Um, new Daytona or old Daytona? What does Jason Thomas prefer? To watch it? Definitely new Daytona. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think the program is, is much more – uh, compact and I like racing at night. I think I think racing under the lights is is cooler and just feels more premier of an event. Um, when I was racing though, I really liked the daytime. I thought the daytime was cool to race in. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought having three you know three premier class 450 heats uh, was cool. Yep. I thought having 30 man main events was cool. But for a show and for the good of the sport and all that, I I, I think at night's better. Yeah, it definitely uh, it got long and repetitive during the day. It was a grind, you know. So yeah, and, and yeah. if you were on a hot year like Tampa was this year, I mean that's freaking brutally hot to be standing yeah. out there all day long because yeah. there's no there's no shade at Daytona. Yeah. Like you can't escape it, so yep. you're just you're stuck out there. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think you know getting a crowd there is really tough on a, on Saturday in the middle of the afternoon versus at night. Everyone does their thing all day, goes to the beach, and then at night, let's go watch the Supercross. I think that helps a ton. I haven't been there for a couple of years. I'm making my return this year. But, dude, what has happened to Bike Week? Like, what has just happened to Bike Week in general? Well, I don't think it's really taken as bad of a turn as you think. Okay. The biggest difference, the biggest difference is that Daytona Supercross is now at the beginning of Bike Week. So all of your Bike Week participants are still driving down. They're driving down from the Northeast and yeah, the Midwest. Yeah. And then this this whole week leading up. So for me, I don't leave until Wednesday morning. I get to see all those people roll in. So like Monday, Tuesday, like bike weeks, it's it's firing. Like there's people everywhere. Where back in the day, they used to have Daytona Supercross on Saturday mm-hmm. and Daytona 200 on Sunday, and that yep. wrapped the week. So yep. I think it was just a completely different feel. And you're getting you're getting a different view of it because it's the first yeah. weekend versus the second. Right. Um, what's your earliest memories of Daytona Supercross? What what do you remember? When did you? I mean, you're from Florida, not far from there. When did you first go? My earliest memories are of not being able to go. So, <laughs> <laughs> when my parents would go back then, uh, you had to be 16 to be on the infield side. That was Daytona International Speedway's insurance regulation. So for me, I wasn't allowed to go because my parents would be working for the AMA, and I couldn't 16. I couldn't go with them because I wasn't allowed six, in. 16. Wow, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I always remember having to stay home. That was my earliest memories of it. Um, and then, you know, finally at some point that rule kind of changed, and then I started being able to go. Uh, but then, you know, right around – that was only for like a year or two, and then I was racing. You were racing. I, yeah, I, yeah, right. yeah, I remember that rule changed, and there was, there was like a couple years of me being able to go, and then it was like, boom, I was racing the next year in the 125 and 250 class. Yeah, so like 94 when Red Dog won it, 95 maybe you watched it, or 95 yep. maybe. Whatever. Yeah, and then I was right in there. Yeah, and then you were going. Um, okay, so uh, track. It's, it's, it has been terrible the last few years. I would love to 
bag on Ricky's track design. But honestly, I don't think it was all him. I really don't. There were sprinkler heads. They lost some pit space room. The Daytona track the last few years has been full of just turns. It's been a follow the leader. In 2018, though, it looks like Carmichael has done and Speedway have done a better job. Yeah, I think so. You know, Ricky takes some abuse on this, and, you know, probably some of it's warranted, but I think a lot of it's not. Even from, like, Hart and his buddies. Like, they're saying. Yeah, yeah. He's got some serious restrictions placed upon him. So, um, you know, when they narrowed the the track because of the pit lanes and the drainage and all that stuff, it really limits what he's able to do. Um, But, yeah, I I would agree with you. This track map looks better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. the biggest thing, I think, rule number one of what can get you in trouble with Daytona is switchbacks. Yeah. If, if you shorten up the track and make it really tight and twisty, it's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. That, that's just rule number one. Uh, I think Daytona is best served always by having super long straightaways, really fast sections um, that allow passing, because we all know as soon as you shorten it up and add turns everywhere, the passing all goes out the window, because with Daytona, every turn goes to the inside. The inside rut rules Daytona. So the more of those you add, the less passing there's going to be because, you know, that inside guy's going in, or the lead guy's going inside, and, you know, it's game over. Yeah. 702-586-757. You got a question for uh, Jason Thomas. Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by Get, Maxis, and Pro Taper. Paul Parabinos is coming up in a little bit. Uh, We're going to give away a set of Pro Taper tie-downs as well. These things are great. They're fantastic. They're patented, everybody. Uh, JT, so Tomac's got an incredible record at Daytona. He's yep. probably favored coming in this weekend. Yeah, I would think so. He's uh, he's raced the 450 class four times coming into this weekend, and he's gone four two one one. Uh, and two of those were when he was a, he was a 250 racer. You know, mm-hmm. he went four two as a 250 guy, and then he's yeah. uh, he's one two on the 450 as a full time guy. So on paper, yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like he should win this thing, but. Uh, I think Marvin will be really good here. I mm-hmm. think Blake will be really good, assuming his wrist holds up, which he has been riding this week, so I think he'll be okay. Um, you know, Jeremy Martin gave Eli everything he wanted, it seemed, last year. So I don't think it's a shoe-in as, as much as it looks that way on paper. Uh, I, you know, the biggest thing is can can he get a good start and not allow Marvin or Blake or somebody to get a huge lead early? Mm-hmm. If it comes down and we're halfway and Eli's within a couple seconds of the lead, all bets are off. I'll take Eli every time in that yeah. scenario. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, I guess he's favored. Eli Tomac's favored in, in every race from here on out, you know, but maybe more yep. so in Daytona. Uh, Christian Craig is is uh, been announced. He's not going to go back to 250 West. He is going to ride the 450 full-time for Honda. What are your thoughts? I think it's the right move, you know, Uh for Geico, I honestly expected either him or even Jeremy Martin to to make this move. And, and honestly, I think I'd claim Jeremy Martin would be the smarter pick, just the way the series has gone. Um, but I, I think the real linchpin here was how well Christian Craig rode last weekend. Uh, I mean, he was up there on every start. Shoot, he led. I bet he was close to leading as many laps as anybody else uh, throughout the night. So when you put in a performance like that and Honda's in, you know, com- just complete desperation for having a bike up front. Yeah, I mean, that that makes total sense because as much as I was pulling for Jeremy Martin to get that spot, he wasn't really running at the front. You know, for Honda, they want a guy out front on TV and making their bike look good. And, and even though Christian Craig wasn't winning the race, yeah. his first time out getting fifth overall and leading a bunch of laps, yeah, they'll take that every time. I almost wonder if when it comes to motocross, if he, if he stays on there. They didn't say that, but I almost wonder. Yeah, I think it'll depend, you know. Um, Kenny looks like he'll be back, but I don't yeah. expect Cole back anytime soon. No. So no. how how much is Honda willing to roll the dice on just having Kenny? That, that to me, that's the big question. Uh, do they feel safe with one guy, or are they better served having two and Christian as the backup, you know, reserve guy? So we think Subaross is going to ride for Bichelia on, uh, on Nut Up Energy, and we think Hanny's going to race too. Big developments with Team 100. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'll be interested to watch Hanny. I mean, he's—it's not. This isn't the first race he's been to. You know, he hasn't—he hasn't raced yet. And honestly, from what I watched him at Arlington, he was nowhere near ready to race yet. Uh, so yeah, Daytona is a weird choice, I think, for Hanson to return to. But you know, you never know what's going on with contracts and sponsor pressure and all that kind of good stuff yeah. too. No, yeah, you really don't know. I mean, like Dan says, he he, he won there in 05, or he got second in 05. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he was good there that year. No, he he was, was really good there that year. He's a he's a creative guy. Where the I think, especially back then, you could 
It was a little bit more outdoorsy. You know, it wasn't full outdoorsy, but it was a little bit more outdoorsy. And for Hanny, he could be creative out there, I think. Um, you know, jump things. Well, and, you know. and let, let's be honest. I mean, Hanny's effort level, I believe, was a little bit different than it is these days. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, 702-586-7857. Let's get to the phone lines. Jonesy, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, guys, what's going on? Doing Taking my call. You know, I wanted to comment on the tra- track map a bit. Yeah. So looking at it right away, like JT was saying, too, it, it looks like a good Daytona track. Not old Daytona, but Daytona when it was good at nighttime, where it was nice, fast, long lanes. Mm-hmm. Instantly, when I see those lanes, I can't help but think of all the stew carnage that we've seen over the years on those lanes. So it gets me excited. Stew carnage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I miss stew. But I think uh, Eli might be uh, kind of in the same same case here. Hot take. He's pulling away, going real fast. But gets a little out of control on some of those long straights, so uh-huh. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, but no, uh, I don't know. JT would be surprised. The, the lanes do offer more chances for mistake and more chances to get get speed and everything. Yeah, you know, to me, I always picture Eli when he crashes. It's just silly ones. Like I, I don't ever see him out of control very often. Um, so on a track like Daytona. I don't know, man. He's done some crazy cool stuff like that year where he wheelied all the way through the whoops. Uh, that was still when he was on the Honda. They replayed it 10 million times. Um, I think this is his element. You know, I think he feels more comfortable at a race like Daytona than Anaheim, you know, 10 times over. So mm-hmm. place where he's got some room and he's got some actual traction, you know, uh, it seems like when the traction goes away, he's, he can kind of lose his comfort level and he'll push the front end or do something silly. But a track like Daytona, I think it allows him to kind of spread his wings a little bit and, and ride a little bit more freely than a track where if you you know lose traction like for a, a split second, you're on your head. Like a wild horse, JT? He gets to roam? He gets to run? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if uh, you know he's a bucking Bronco, but yeah. he um, he just seems to, when, when he has more room to, to basically kind of let the bike work a little bit, you know, these Anaheim, these, these rounds, these early California rounds, you have to be so precise. And if you put the, your front tire in the wrong spot for half a second, just like we saw, you're on the ground. And I don't know that that's always what Eli's, you know, the best at. You go to some of the tracks where he struggled, you know, like, say, Washougal. I don't know what to make of Washougal because one year he kills it, and then the next year Marvin runs away from him, you know. Um, but last year it, it, the track was definitely slippery, and it looked like he wasn't very comfortable when it was icy like that. But when the traction goes up, it seems like he can be more aggressive and ride more in his comfort zone, and, and I, that just spells Daytona for me. Thanks, Jonesy. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, Fly Racing Motor 60 Show presented by Get Pro Taper. And uh, Max's Tires, thanks for everybody for listening. Jason Thomas on the line. We're going to give away a 2018 and a half set of Kinetic Mesh from Fly Racing that is launching this weekend. So very, very exciting to uh, to be able to do that. 702-586-7857. So, JT, uh, you think Baggett should be okay this weekend? We were looking forward to, because he's good at Daytona. We know that. So it looks like he's racing. Yeah, I think it's uh, <laughs> I think it's a miracle, honestly, because when we left Atlanta, <laughs> it's a I was like, well, we're in bad shape here. Right, <laughs> this right. is this isn't looking good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he, I think he even rode on Monday. So, oh, good. Uh, it's positive news for for Blake and the team, and and big bigger picture is positive news for the series because man, we we cannot handle any more injuries. Like we're just losing. Anytime anybody moves up in the points, it seems like they go out of the series. So yeah, uh, for both you know selfish reasons and big picture reasons i'm happy i'll be out there uh cooper webb is getting better and better by the way on our fantasy pod we had him at a negative four handicap which did seem a little odd uh he's a he's a plus four handicap that's been fixed everybody so uh just fyi on that so cooper webb jt has been getting better yeah, he's definitely improving. Um, you know, we've talked about it a few times, and I really think December set him back. You know, we, we had a an inside spy that saw him have an inj- a crash and an injury at the Yamaha track in December, and uh, from what I was told, he didn't ride for a couple weeks after that, at least a couple weeks after that. So I think that did more damage than, you know, maybe we thought it would, and he really didn't look good in those in those early rounds. So I, I think we're just seeing him find his stride and, and get his momentum back that he probably was hoping he'd come into Anaheim with, but, you know, a, a hurt wrist will, will set you back, and especially in those 
super intense first rounds when everybody was healthy. You know, it's not easy to, or excuse me, it's not hard to get 10th place. Those guys were all battling it out every, you know, the last lap, those guys were going at it for 10th place. So I think the combination of him feeling better, him qualifying better, and then, you know, the injury finally being passed him is helping. Uh, Justin Brayton had a really good uh, Atlanta. We saw that. He won one of the, I don't know if we call them mains, by the way. On a side note, like Ralph kept saying, he's never won a main, uh, Brayton or Nichols. And then they, you know, but then they win and, but it's not a main. So I don't know. We need to figure that out, by the way. Side note. We need to figure that out, what we're saying. Is it a moto? Is it, does it really matter? I don't know, because Ralph keeps yelling about guys who've never won mains when they're in front in the Triple Crown. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So we've got to figure that yeah, out. The, yeah. Maybe, yeah, there's got to be some sort of – I mean, if it was like a car race, it would be a heat. So yeah. I don't or know what we call heats. it heats. Yeah, three yeah. heats. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Just something. I just don't think yep. you can be yelling about never winning a main, and then it doesn't count as a main. So, um, yep. okay. On a side note to that, Brayton had a really good uh, Atlanta, but Daytona is not a good track for him. I mean, he could do well. Don't get me wrong, but uh, not one of the better JB ten tracks. Yeah, you would think not. Um, but I mean, he's he's done well outdoors before. I don't know. I, I think it's it's going to be situational for him. I, I think if he gets a good start. And he can get with the lead guys and get out of trouble early and, and set a pace. I think he'll be fine. Uh, if he starts 12th, yeah, maybe it's a lot tougher than he anticipates. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's going to be far off the pace. I really don't. Yeah. So if he can get a good start and find the leader's pace early and go with him, yeah, I, I could 100% see him being four, five, six, seven. I, I don't think a podium's going to be realistic at Daytona for, for him. And yeah. You know, maybe he doesn't like me saying that or whatever, but that's just my analysis. But for him to walk out of there with a four through six, I think is pretty respectable. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I just wouldn't look for him to, you know, be up front. No, he's not going to yeah. win anything. I don't. I wouldn't look for him to to no. lead for ten laps no, or anything like no. that. Uh, Kyle, what's up? You want to talk some fantasy? Yeah, um, if you guys want to mix up the series, let me know because I picked Roxon, I picked Barsha, I picked Baggett, I picked Pike, I picked Ferrandis, and they all DNF. You. That's so what. Weekend, I'm, uh, I'm taking Anderson. Oh. We'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll tell if we if we see Anderson, we'll say, hey man, Kyle picked you. You might want to just watch out. But well, serious question. Uh, top three for two fifties. You got Osborne. You got Martin and uh, Forkner. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I I would pick those three absolutely on the podium. Uh, J Mart crushes it there. Os- I would go Osborne, Forkner, J Mart. What do you think, JT? Yeah, I'm going uh, – I did my picks today. I went Osborne, J. Mark, Forkner, top three. Yeah. It's hard to see – I'm going to talk more 250s with Parabinos coming up, but, JT, it's hard to see anybody else. I mean, this is Daytona, so we know J. Mark's good here, but I just see Forkner and Osborne being a little bit better than everybody else. Than J. Mark, too? Not for Daytona, but going forward in the rest of the series. Not for Daytona. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't really disagree with that. Um, they they've certainly separated themselves a bit. Uh, you know, I think Ferrandis was the the key guy that we're, we lost because I think that was a nice little trifecta that we had there, and, and we really saw that play out of Tampa. Those guys were running away from the rest of the guys. So um, yeah, I mean, with a two point gap and you know several races on the schedule to go, plus a shootout. Yeah. Uh, we're we're ramping up to have ourselves a serious showdown um, with some serious drama because these guys do not like each other from what I can see. Uh, so there you go, Kyle. JT says uh, Osborne, J-Mart, Forkner in fantasy. All right. So I appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's go to the next call is Ratcliffe. Ratcliffe, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, quick question. First off, I really am – Excited that you have some sponsors that kind of wrap over to the mountain bike thing. I ride motocross, but really ride my mountain bike a lot more. Okay. So I had some questions about the Maxxis tires that are coming out. Do you know if they're going to be using any of the multiple compound situations like they are on mountain bike tires? I don't know for sure. I do know that Maxxis makes killer mountain bike tires from everybody I know. Yeah, that that rides mountain bikes uh, that's in the industry. They say they absolutely uh, do a great job, but I don't know as far as the new stuff coming out. I know there's a new dirt bike tire coming out, the MXST, but uh, as far as the mountain bike stuff, no, I, I can't really uh, know. I can try to find an answer for you if you want to leave me a, an inf- a comp- Well, I'm just curious oh. if they're going to be carrying over. They do a thing called the 3C compound where they'll run a stiffer rubber compound underneath. Yep. And then, so basically it holds yeah, yeah, the dual. nubs. 
Yeah, so, but it's actually a three compound. So basically they have a little softer on the edge, and then in the center they have softer on the surface, mm-hmm. but a little harder underneath, called the 3C. Curious if that'll be coming over to the motorcycle world. Yeah, not sure. I mean, I think, like, like you know, Dunlop does that now with the race tires, with factory tires, but they're okay. really expensive. So I'm guessing, looking at Maxxis's line and everything else, they probably wouldn't incorporate that into the moto world um, because of the price of the, of the tire, the, the price of doing that, because um, that's how race tires work. Different compounds okay. of rubber match together in different places to really help performance, but they don't last that long, you know? No. So um, no, I, I I wouldn't think it, but I can I can ask Chris there at Maxis and see what he says. Excited to find out if that's going to happen, and super stoked that Maxis is sponsoring the Moto Sixty Show. Awesome man, and thank you. Racing as well for having mountain bike. Yeah, bro. Have you do you have you tried the fly helmet, the mountain bike helmet? Not yet. Oh, I've it's good. Too, so oh, it's it's, have to happen, so. it's good. It's it's fantastic. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Mountain bike line probably growing a little bit, JT, for fly over the years. Yeah, it's steadily growing. I mean, they, you know, the the benefit that I think the mountain bike side has that kind of the moto side didn't have is we already have the brand recognition, you know. So yeah. people that, there's so much crossover between moto and mountain bike and off-road and all these, you know, BMX and all these cool things everybody likes to do that when a uh, mountain bike guy that maybe rides a little bit of moto or goes trail riding on his motorcycle, he's already going to know what fly is, mm-hmm. where when fly moto started, no one knew what, knew what it no, was. So no. just we're Tim, hoping to build on it for just sure. Just Tim Ferry, fly helmets. Great Timmy Ferry. That was the first athlete. Well, Ryan Clark, but I think uh, Timmy was the first guy they paid. Uh, Shad, what's up, man? How are you? Pretty good. How are you? Good. What's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. I was wondering what was up on the second moto there, the triple crown with Chad Reed, because the way I'm understanding it, he had bike problems or something, or what really happened? Yeah, I, I got a couple of tweets about this, JT. He was standing up, just letting people buy or something. I, I wasn't there, so would you, you know, um, what did That's he not was? necessarily true. Okay. I was watching it because he was on my fantasy team. He was getting out of the way on the last lap for Marvin... That whole battle, uh, I'm trying to think who, it was somebody, Marvin and somebody else coming up to lap him, and he moved over, and he got, like, stuck. I don't know if something happened with his bike. It was it was in the, um, the basically, the double-triple right before the triple where everybody was catching their foot peg, so, like, mm-hmm. two turns before the finish. Something happened there, and he lost, like, four spots um, right in that section when he pulled over to stop. So I don't know if something happened with the bike or if he got stuck on a tough log or something happened when he when he tried to get out of the way. So it was super weird for sure. Yeah, and so it was with two turns to go. Yeah, huh. yep. Wow. Um, so there you go, Shad. That's, that, that's your answer. Uh, okay, uh, one more question. Hey, when are you two going to make up, JT? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm blocked, so... My my well, yeah, uh, communications are down. <laughs> yeah, but you see him every race, and I mean, you guys know each other forever, and I mean, you know, I just I don't get it. I don't think um, JT gets yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to it. You know, I don't. You have to understand that he's the most stubborn person on earth, and and I'm pretty stubborn too. But I don't think the the big problem here. I don't think he views it as he did anything wrong. So I have a different opinion than that, and I don't think. Either of us are ready to move on our opinions. So, yeah, it's basically a cold war right now. Thank God, Shad, he still talks to me. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, where <laughs> would I get all my information? Right. Thank you, man. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Uh, Jason Thomas on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. TJ, what's going on? What's happening? Hey, man, I'm in the RV heading to Daytona for that whole amateur thing. You know how amateur dad dragging your kid everywhere. Yeah. But I got a question for JT. So with the whole like the Triple Crown set up, if that goes into effect, and y'all talked about how a lot of guys won't get TV time, I mean, is that really going to free up a lot of budget for fly racing? Because y'all, I mean, are y'all going to pay people like, I'm just using Adam Ithic that, but I know he kind of has a following, but some of these privateers that hardly ever make the main, why would anybody pay them to wear the gear? Yeah, um, you know what? That's a good question. And, and don't take it, JT, so much from Fly's perspective. But there's, we talked about this on Monday night on the Pulp Show. Like, it, it does hurt these guys. Um, and in a broad sense, JT, if we were to go to 17 Triple Crowns, I could see support for those guys falling away a little bit. Yeah, but I'll, I'll be very honest, and this is no offense to Adam. We don't pay Adam for, because of his results. Right. I knew that. Yeah. I, I just used his name. But, 
yeah. I'm talking about other writers like uh, like like Jerry Robbins or guys that aren't going to make the main event enough. Why in God's green earth? From, I mean, I have business. Why would I pay somebody yeah. to wear my gear or my product if there's no chance of them getting on TV? And even if they do, nobody's going to see you. Yeah, I, for and for me, for me to go pay Jerry Robin is a bad idea. That's that's not good <laughs> use of resources. Um, we pay Adam right. because he has a super strong following. He's super personable. He's way more valuable off the track than he is on. Um, I, I don't. It's uh. Yeah. Go ahead, JT. The bigger picture is that most of those guys that you're talking about, they're not getting paid anyway. <laughs> Realistically, they're yeah. not getting paid anyway. So I don't think it's going to change a whole lot. But even I, I uh, really don't. But even uh, uh, JT, a guy like Bichelia, who's a main event guy, basically, he'll never make it on TV. Uh, TJ, we got to go. Uh, well, he'll never make it on TV, Bichelia, because he'll be in the main, but they're so short they'll never show him. And even a guy like that who might get ten grand from a gear gear company, you know, um, that guy will suffer a little bit. That's all. Yeah, I. I I understand what you're saying. I don't know if it's going to matter. I've never been in a meeting uh, in my five and a half years here where we said, "Yeah, we got to we got to hire that guy because they're on TV a lot during the semi." Okay. All right. So yeah. I don't I don't know. You know, yeah. we're going into an unknown. We've yeah. never had that format, so maybe that line of yeah. thinking changes. Yeah. But I, I've never heard that uttered where it's like, "Yeah, that guy that guy's always on TV in the semi. We should pay him X." Yeah, I think, um, you know, in the past when the LCQs and semis, we don't have semis anymore, but when we did have semis, like guys like Josh Grant and and Adam in the LCQs and Ben LeMay and Alex Ray and these guys, like they were were stars a little bit of these short races, you know? And yep. you, you could look at them and be like, yeah, that's that's worth something, but triple crown format, not so much. You know what? To be honest with you, I, my opinion on this is I would much rather um, – help a guy that races and dominates his local series and he's known as just the man around where he races than I would a guy that's racing supercross that makes one or one main event a year and doesn't really get any publicity at all. I, w- I would rather have the local hero. Yeah, no, that's so, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. not, 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 uh, not crazy strategy for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's just so little upside on a on a large scale of people seeing your product for those guys at the at the races when they're so overshadowed versus a guy that you know he races his you know three state area but man he kills it and every little kid that goes to the races wants to be that guy they want to wear what he mm-hmm. wears because yeah. they've been watching this guy dominate their whole youth you know yeah. I, I just think there's way more value in that uh, we're still going to give away the 2018 and a half kinetic mesh gear uh, TJ might have been able to win it, but I couldn't stand that that driving noise in that RV. So sorry, TJ, you really screwed yourself by by having that background noise. Uh, Paul Parabino's coming up here on the show. Before we let you go, JT, I mean Tomac and Osborne. There's your winners. It's uh, that's what you're thinking. It's 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 obvious in both classes, but um, yeah, I think so. I think uh, you know, J- I think J Mark could win. I, yeah. I'm not ruling, and I'm not ruling out Forkner either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Tomac, if I, you know, had to pick a guy, I would be most confident in Tomac of anyone and in both classes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, man. Well, hey, thank you. You are staying back for the RC Amateur Supercross and the Quad, yep. the Quad Supercross, right? You're basically camped yep. out in Daytona for a while? Yeah, ATV. ATV is the preferred nomenclature. Oh, sorry. So I did not know that. Is it really? For reals? <laughs> it's not quad? Well, we're, yeah, we're title, uh, title sponsor of the ATV Supercross on Tuesday, so I will, be, uh, I will be there. Oh, I thought it was Sunday, and then RC was Monday. Okay, I'm uh, confused. RC is Sunday, Monday, yep. and then ATV is Tuesday, and then I will be visiting dealers Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then I'll be in St. Louis. Oh, so you're gone. You're out. Wow. I'll be in St. Louis Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yep. Holy smokes, you are on the road. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. FlyRacing.com. Please check out the gear this weekend on all the Fly Racing athletes. They will be debuting the 2018 and a half Kinetic Mesh. Thanks, buddy. See you guys. All right, see you. Uh, next up on the show from uh, Pro Taper, Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? What's up, Steve? I'm wonderful. How is everything at Pro Taper? Pro Taper Sport, of course, launching a couple weeks ago. A, uh, a, a new grip that locks on the bar is, is uh, launched. How's everything going? 
Honestly, it's going awesome. I'm I'm always kind of uh, reserved and and you know try to keep that stuff close to my vest. But um, but man, I'm in charge of a awesome brand and and it's doing great. It continues to do great. We're up again, and and I don't know what it all is. It must be all this advertising yeah. we're doing on the Pulp Show. And, Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we got we got great new products and we got good marketing, and I'm just I'm stoked, man. Everything's going really good. Pulp Show is the domain of another company that sh- that rhymes with Schmorschmex. But uh-huh. Fly Racing Moto 60 is Pro Taper. Pulp MX Fantasy, Pro Taper. All yep. on board. Yep. Um, and Jason Same. Anderson's yep. leading the series and using Pro Taper. Is that, is that a coincidence? Yeah. Is that I Osborne? mean, yeah. We got, we got guys all over the world doing good with Anderson and Osborne and, um, right. and um, guys overseas. And so. even though uh, Hurlings and, and Caroli will probably go 1-2 at every GP from here on out, at some point, Goche Paulin on his Rockstar Husky with Pro Taper will sneak in a 1-1 at some race. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, with Paulin, Anstey, Covington, and TKO that we have on the MXGPs, I'm not positive we're title threats, but I yeah. do think we're going to win in both classes. Yeah, absolutely. Classes. Uh, you're from Florida, born and raised. Paul, what's your first memory of Daytona? My first memory? Um, I think it was probably in the 90s and watching all the all the factory guys come out and just listening to perfectly jetted two strokes and mm-hmm. jump cool stuff and you know i think red dog was was on like a uh rm125 and i kind of was friends with him because we were living close to each other or at least i i grew up close to where he grew up and 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 got to become friends with his family and stuff but um but probably that's my earliest memory and it's the first my first supercross i ever raced too so yeah how was it your first race um, man, it was such a different time back then. It was like, uh, I was an amateur, but then it was like, Hey, let's go race Daytona. And I went on a bone stock YZ125. Like it was brand new, no suspension. Come nothing. on, like, bone uh, stock. Come on, bone stock. I think we put a pipe on it. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like that, that was it. I mean, I yeah. never rode a supercross track or nothing. I made the night show. No problem. But no, never, I uh, didn't make the yeah. main event, but hey, yeah, made the night I, show. I always that's good. Daytona. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Always did that. But Those... getting in the main event was for me. <laughs> Those transitions at Daytona, not so easy back then when you raced. Not yeah, so easy. It was, it was an eye opener for sure. The track was gnarly difficult, and I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But it was, it was mm-hmm. fun. It was an experience. Uh, so hey, Christian Craig got announced uh, for the rest of Supercross. He's not going to ride the 250 for Geico on the West Coast. What's your take on this move? Um, honestly, I think it's, I think it's good. It, it's Christian. I think has title aspirations and it hasn't gone that way in the west so i think his head probably or his mind isn't is is dedicated to it and he's probably you know he's filling a void that honda needs and and he's has a chance to um uh you know show his skills on a big bike where he's going to end up one day um with no pressure and and he's doing honda a favor keeping everybody happy there so i mean yeah i I think it's a a win-win on all sides you know yeah it'll be interesting to see um how he does I would keep him there for motocross too. Uh, Roxon will be back, I think. I doubt Sealy's back. Just keep him up there. I mean, I guess if you're yeah. Geico though, if you're like Geico pays, well, they got five guys. They could only use four outdoors, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be fine. Um, so it'll be interesting. Hey, let's talk 250s a little bit. Talk to 450s with JT. Um, J- I like J Mart this weekend to maybe he could win or get in between Aust- Osborne and Forkner at this race for this weekend. You know, we all know how well he does here and how much he likes it. But generally, Paul, the 250 E Series, RJ, Jordan, J Mart, when it comes to non Daytona races, uh, we lost Ferrandez, Nichols. Though I think those Forkner and, and Osborne are going to be the, the, the guys going forward from here. I really think that both of them, barring, uh, disaster will be one two in some reason in some way i i really agree man i i think there's um we're gonna see some separation here because austin has now won two in a row and um he is going to get confident i think he's already confident and and that kid i i in my head in in, in my heart i mean uh i believe he's going to be ultra dangerous if he's this confident um i mean he was a dominating amateur and he's mm-hmm. got loads of talent crazy speed he's young he's in shape and now he's got race wins under his belt, so he's got that belief in himself. And I think um, Osborne could have a, a real, a real problem on his hands with with this kid. <laughs> so um, that's that's what I see. I look for the the momentum to keep rolling, and and I, I'm huge uh, in 
believing in the mental side of the sport. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think something has clicked in Forkner now that he, if he can maintain this and keep up front and keep winning and, and stay off the ground, like he's going to be gnarly all year long now. I think there's going to be some more fireworks between these two. I think, I think things are going to get ugly. And I, I agree. I think that's inevitable, inevitable because honestly, right now, both of them are thinking this is my title. So that's going to lead to, um, that's going to lead to stuff like, cause because they're not going to give each other an inch. So, right. yeah, I think um, I think it's going to get exciting. The um, You've been on a team. Like, you guys hated Barsha, right? Was there anybody yeah, else, or did you, did you just hate Barsha? No, the biggest the biggest one for Dino and I was right. with Barsha, yeah. just because it um, was, we raced him our whole year, our right. whole career, and or his whole career, and always was yeah. altercations. And, and we, I was at KTM with Langston. I wasn't even working for Langston, but he was battling uh, Brownie, and we hated Brownie and P- PC, and they hated us. <laughs> And you hated Barsha and the Geico, and you probably hated Schneike. Schneike hated you. Like, talk about that a little bit. Like, it gets intense, man, like, between just not even only the riders, but the teams. And, and it doesn't, that doesn't help a situation, but I also understand it 100% having been there. You're, everybody gets involved in these emotional roller coasters. It is, yeah, and and as as mechanics, you have to try to stay out of it a bit and be professional about it. But I mean, you understand because there's there's history between Forkner and Osborne. This isn't just like the last few weeks. I mean, there's history between Husky and PC too. Yeah. So this is yep. all kind of coming boiling over a little bit. And now you have two guys that are in my like I said in my head. I believe they both believe and and are going to be pissed if they don't win this title. So. Um, it, it happens, yeah. I mean, we got into it with Barsha so many times, and I replaced so many parts on my bike because of him. And, <laughs> right. and you know, now today I'm 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 fine with Barsha. We talk, yeah. Um, and he's a good dude. He's grown up, but they were both, you know, when you're talking in this 250 class, these are younger kids that that um, you know, like a lot of them didn't go to public school. They're making a whole lot of money. I mean, what 18 year old has the ability to say, hey, I'm moving out, mom and dad, I'm gonna go buy my own. $500,000 house like yeah. that, they, these kids are you know they they've been kind of fostered their whole life and they're the they're king shit their whole life and now oh. it's you know it's a battle so um it, there's a lot of egos on the line a lot of money on the line and there's teenagers going for it so it's going to be interesting for yeah. sure. Yeah no I think it's going to be good. Uh, flyracing.com please check them out the 2018 and a half kinetic mesh gear launching this weekend. Also Maxis the MXS T tire being developed by Jeremy McGrath will be out soon. Maxis.com, a lot of uh, tires for a lot of different things in your life. Maxis can help you out. Get, uh, get, get with uh, Cooper Webb, Justin Barsha, a works part for your production machine. Uh, basically, the closest thing to a factory uh, ECU that you can get is Get, and we thank those guys. And Pro Taper, of course, from Bradshaw to Anderson, ProTaper.com. Uh, please check them out for their whole line of drivetrain products, Sport. Pro Taper Sport has been launched now, and uh, lots of exciting things. Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky, JGR. All running pro table. Let's get to some phones, Paul. We have questions for you about bars and grips. Let's get to it. It's always bars and grips. <laughs> Toby, what's up? What's your question for Paul about grips? Uh, hey, Paul. So um, I put your uh, YZ High um, on my 2018 YZ450, and I also use the pillow top grips. Um, dude, I'm getting horrible blisters on the inside of my thumbs, and I also use donuts, too, on the grips. So do you have any idea why? Like, I've never had that with any other grips. So I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, yeah. For sure, I know what it is. So the pillow top grip is, is um, I would say it's more of a grip designed for the general average kind of weekend warrior, not a racer type. Um, the flange on that grip is very, very firm. So the way we judge grip, grip softness is... Uh, is by using the word durometer, and that's a way to measure softness of a grip. So the durometer of the flange on a pillow top grip is very stiff, and that's to um, that's to make the 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 grip uh, stand the test of time. The end cap is also a very high durometer, and then the uh, area where you hold on is a little bit lower durometer. But you're getting a blister from the stiff flange, and even with a donut, it probably doesn't do it enough. So um, if you're a an active like rider and racer and you're riding a lot and you're kind of like uh you know someone that listened to pulp i guess you can say mm-hmm. uh, i would i would point you towards some of our single density grips either our, our uh, any of our single densities or our race cut grip or our third waffle grip those have a softer flange and um, will give more and you won't wear your thumbs out yeah hey i had the okay. same issue too i have pillow tops on the rm army and i i got a little blister on the inside of my thumb that's weird that you say that yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, Toby, do you want a set of Pro Taper uh, tie downs? Uh, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're patented, bro. They're swivel. They're they're absolutely yeah. fantastic. Hey, you know what? Actually, I'll have to be honest. I have two sets of them. I have a set for uh, me and a set for my son. Oh, well, then good. Then uh, I'd love to have gear if you still like, if you uh, still got that. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's give you the 2018 tits. Is that okay? You look disgusted that I just gave him the gear. No, oh, okay. I, I'm okay with it. This is very. I, I, I like Thank honesty. You, very much. you like honesty. Thing. Yeah, he's okay. like, hey, I could have taken that one, but although this is a huge trade up, dude, in it's a pretty good trade up. But uh, yeah, right. I know well, you I don't win the 2018 and a half kinetic mesh gear, Toby. Stay on the line. Uh, Tits will get your information. All right. Awesome. Thanks a lot, dude. I appreciate it. No Thanks. problem. Uh, tell him he won't get it for a few weeks. By the way, uh, Cody, you have a question for Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper about bar bends. Yeah, I got a KTM. I'm coming out the Yamaha. I was looking for a little bit higher bar bend, probably close to what the Yamaha had. Would that be the YZ high bend or? Yeah, I would say you're on the right track. So um, it's hard for me to keep up with what KTM is changing. Um, they they use a different uh, different brand for their OEM motorcycles, and their bar bends have changed quite a bit. But they are all typically low. I, I have more experience with the Husky ones. But, yeah, if you were comfortable on a Yamaha and you were using a YZ High and you want more height, that sounds like you're on the right path. Yeah. Well, is that what comes back on the Yamaha or closest to it is the YZ High then, I assume? The bar that comes stock on the Yamaha is actually identical to our SX race bar, um, which is still going to be higher than, I, th- I think, an OEM uh, KTM handlebar. Again, I'm not sure what year bike you have, but, um, but yeah, the, the stock handlebar on the Yamaha is identical to our SX race, and we offer that in all four of our handlebar platforms. All right, so there you go, SX oh. race. Never mind the YZ high. Get that one if you oh, want the okay, identical yeah. bend. Cool. Yep. Glad I called that. I was about to get the YZ high. I was looking for the all right thanks man appreciate it thank you protaper.com everybody nick what's going on what do you want to talk about nick you there all right nick is gone uh let's go to cody what's up cody how are you you there cody oh I'm, i'm doing good guys i'm here what's up so i got a question on why no one has mentioned or brought up uh, Zach Osborne in the Fortner incident was Zach overshooting that triple single going into the corner uh, and and f- fading to the right. Like, yes, Fortner definitely cut him to the left, but Osborne faded to the right a little bit on that same jump and overshot it landing in. If he would have landed that triple perfect, he wouldn't have been in the back of Osborne or Fortner. Um, yeah, a little. I, I disagree with the, the last sentence, but you're right. Osborne did do all that. Um Paul, what's your take on that incident? Um, you know, it's tough. I think it's getting blown up because, for one, it's white bike on or green bike on white bike crime, and those two have some history here. Um, so, uh, but I don't think Austin intended to to do that. Like nobody intends to do that to the rate he did it. Uh, I think I think Zach was closer than he thought. I do think Austin got some wheel spin or something happened, and that put him in a little bit of a kind of a slide or like kind of like uh, kicked his bike out a little bit more than he was planning, and then it was just an altercation. But, yeah, I mean, if I was Osborne, I'd be mad, obviously. If I was Forkner, I wouldn't, you know, um, I, I think he went about it the right way, and I think a lot of people are berating him for his his move. But, I mean, like, give me a break. Like, no one's doing that on purpose. Like, it's a racing incident. Sorry. But, um, you know, these guys are both racing for a win. So what can, what can you expect? Yeah, he was angling yeah. over, but I, yeah. I think it ended up way worse than, than Austin yeah. had planned. He's Cody, uh, any, anything I wrote or talked about this week, like I didn't I didn't skewer Forkner at all, you know? Like some people did. I, I think that was a racing incident. I really do. I know yeah. Osborne doesn't see I, it that I way. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, next up, question about Martin Davalos and fantasy. Imagine that. Oh, boy. R- Robert, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, I was calling to see. I had, we hadn't really heard anything about Marty this week. I was wondering if the big one five had given me any insight on uh, on what, what's going to go on with him this weekend. I figure his handicap will be pretty low. Well, I I can't really reveal my sources. I, when you speak of this one five, I can't reveal. I can't reveal my sources. But I will say that my source, uh, who's close to Marty, has won a Summercross title. He won a Supercross title without winning a race, which is amazing. Uh, that's my source. He says Marty is really beat up. He's got uh, nerve problems with his neck from the crash in Dallas. He has a knee ligament problem. He hit the ground uh, twice in Atlanta. 
And it sounds like Marty, like he may even, I don't know about this weekend, but Marty, if things get worse, he may sit out to try to, he is really fighting through some stuff right now. So, Robert. So, so probably steer clear of him, huh? That's what I'm thinking, right, Paul? I'm sort of, I'm sort <laughs> yeah, of thinking that. Yeah, I, I personally have been on the wrong weekend of Marty. I took him at Dallas. He did bad, so I couldn't take him the final weekend. He did better. Then I took him again at, uh, where were we, Atlanta. I took him, and it was all looking great until that big crash in the whoops, so it didn't pan out good. So now his handicap has gotten more generous. I can't pick him at St. Louis, but honestly, I would – um, stay away from him anyway because I think, yeah, he's beat up from what Steve just said and, and what yeah. Timmy has said or whoever ah, Timmy uh, Feller is. Or, not not or, saying who it is. Sorry, sorry. Um, but uh, I would like to save him for the shootout anyway in Indianapolis if he help, have, he'll have a yeah. few more weeks to get healthy and he's a good starter and he could be a double points guy there and could get top 10. So, so stay away. Know, that's tough, though. Yeah. Stay away. Been tough. <laughs> stay away, Robert. <laughs> and I also wanted to know what's the odds of the Mathis Ferry Super Team joining up again this year for the Vet Nationals. This is going to be my first year going out there. So, Oh, you're going to Glen Helen? Yeah, I was gonna say you could dust the wrenches off and get him out there. No, Ferry's. I don't think. Nah, no, I don't think he's out. racing. He's drinking a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. He's eating a lot of M and M's. Um, no, I don't think he's racing anytime soon, man. Oh, bummer. And Alrighty, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Also, too, like I worked for A Ray last year and I didn't do anything, and it was so much work. I changed a tire. I changed a tire, and uh, I, ch- I, I, I think I changed. A, I put a radiator overflow hose on for him, and I. It was so much work, though. I forgot. I don't know how we used to do it. Honestly, I have no clue. I don't. Dude. I don't even like working on my own bike now. And, and sometimes I'm having bad days at work, and I'm like, man, when I was a mechanic, I was never this stressed. Like I got all this financial stress and right. stuff. But I'm like, you right. know what? No, being a mechanic is hard. All you had to it's worry about hard. a PC because by the end, you know, you can do motors with your eyes closed, right? And you can build your bike yep. with your eyes yep. closed for the most part. And all you got to worry about is that guy in the chair wheeling by in a bad mood, grabbing his hair. And then for sure, then that, it was trouble. That's for the most part, it yeah. And <laughs> otherwise than that, do your work. Make sure. I mean, it's fun over there because you still do your engines. I mean, I think I'm, I'm probably one of the last mechanics that have won a championship that's that was that built their engine twelve times. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but but yeah, I um, um I, I'm I'm happy I'm not there anymore, would, or I should say, not being a mechanic anymore. Would Mitch just unleash sometimes on you guys? Um, you know, he didn't, he never really unleashed on me. We've had arguments, but, um, not really. He's gotten a lot better in his older age with, you know, now being a dad and stuff, he's gotten a lot better. He, he, he's, he's pretty chill, but yeah, I mean, I've seen him get mad at people that, but they really deserve to be, to be yelled at. So so. when he, when he ripped into somebody that, you know, screwed something up or, or, or whatever, another mechanic, like it's probably pretty harsh though. Like he's really letting you. Honestly, I have, honestly I've never really seen him rip into a mechanic before. The oh, last okay. people I've seen him rip into was when he took Austin Stroop upstairs in like 2009 and had to really rip into him, and <laughs> that's about it. Okay, all right. So yeah, so but it does happen from time to time. Uh, all right, yeah, Paul. Yeah, I don't think it happens as much, but uh, give me your winners for this weekend. Give me JT went went the easy road, and I can't blame him. But JT went Tomac and Osborne, and and I and I get yeah, that. that's yeah, that's pretty. I mean. He's not wrong, obviously. No, um, no. I guess just to be different. I mean, obviously, I want Osborne to win. He's a pro taper guy, but just to be different, I'll 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 say Forkner because I think it's going to be one of those two. Yeah. Um, and in 450 class, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Tomac, just yeah, say Tomac. Tomac. I mean, how do you not pick Tomac? Right, Tomac's right. a great pick. Uh, and by the um, by the way, we heard that the starting greats are going to be there for Daytona, so that'll be. Interesting. Yeah, 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 it's getting more and more. They ought to just make this thing a real Feld Supercross already. I mean, I know, it's already right? the Daytona Supercross by Monster now. Honda's yep. out. So yeah, yeah, twenty-five years or something of Honda. So yeah, pretty nuts. Um, so, um, hey, we still need to give away the Pro Taper tie downs. The next guy that calls in seven zero two five eight six seventy five seven. The next guy gets a set of patented Pro Taper swivel tie downs. I love these things. Uh, they're fantastic. Hey, hey Steve, yep. Steve, you're going to Daytona this weekend. Make sure you – I want you to not have a bad feeling about Daytona, so make sure you get yourself access to the pit suite that's above um, above pit lane. Like it's on, I will never on get access to that. The track. I will never get access yeah, to that. Yeah, they go up in there for factory filming and all kinds yeah. of stuff. It's, an, it's a, a rooftop deck. Oh, I you know. You can see everything I, up there. NFAB had a suite a few years, and I went up there, and it was great. I went inside, not on the roof, but inside, and it was fantastic. Yeah. And there was food, and it was awesome. But I, can, I can't get up there. How am I going to get up there? I don't know. Figure it out. Dunlop see? always has a suite, I think, up there as well. But 
Um, I can't nope. think of anybody else. Nobody, nobody cares. That's that's what sucks about Daytona. Is nobody gives a shit about the media. That's the problem with the you race. Just gotta, you just got to walk in there like you own the place. Yeah, maybe that's it. All right, Paul. Hey, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Are you going this weekend or no? No, nope, okay. not going this all right. weekend. Um, all right, man. Well, hey, thanks for your time on the show today. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks. Uh, we got our winner, everybody, right? We got our winner. Uh, ProTaper.com. Tiedowns. FlyRacing.com. Max's Tires, Get, and ProTaper all on board with us. And your phone calls, of course, 702-586-757. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun today. We really felt like we learned something, especially Tits, who learned that you got to look at, see who actually qualifies. And Durometer. Oh, yeah. The Grips. The Grips. That was, that was new yeah. info, yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you. We'll be back next week to preview St. Louis. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.